to Dad's Bedtime Stories. This is compilation number 8, episodes 22, 23, and 24. We're going to start things off tonight with episode 22, The Big Snowstorm. And once again, if you like what you hear, put it out there, share it on social media. And don't forget, we are having a contest if you have an idea for a story or another episode or a planet to visit, send your idea to dad.bedtimestories at gmail.com. The winner will have an episode made based on their idea and get a shout out on the podcast. I look forward to hearing from you. Imagine yourself waking up in the morning. You stretch and yawn and you look out the window. You see a world of white snow. Everything is covered in it. You can't even see the cars. You quickly run and get your boots on. Change your jumps up and follows you. After you get completely dressed in all of your snow stuff, you open the door and there is a huge mound of snow taller than you. Changer jumps right in, and you can see him popping up and down above the snow, having a really fun time, actually. Eventually, he transforms into a bird and finds a tree to sit atop. You try to make it out your door to play, but you can't even push through the snow. It's way too high. Would you like assistance, says the spaceship. Uh, yeah, you say. Can you get rid of some of this snow? I will do my best, says the spaceship. Suddenly, the spaceship flies up beside you in its toy size, and a huge red light comes out shining on the snow. Very quickly, the snow starts to melt away in front of you, and evaporate into the air. The spaceship makes a huge path for you, bit by bit melting the snow away in front of you, until there's enough room in front of your house to play a little bit. Even after that, every side of you is covered by a wall of what looks like snow. Yours is the only house that's been able to dig out at all. Changer flies back down from the tree and transforms into a puppy again. Well, Changer, I think we're going to have to do something about this. Nobody's going to be able to get anywhere like this. Spaceship, can you turn into a giant plow or something? Changing into giant plow, the spaceship starts to glow. It grows and grows and grows until it's the size of a tank with a huge plow on the front. And it looks like a tank too. It has two huge tracks that look like they could plow through anything. The back doors open and you climb inside. Inside, it doesn't really look like it normally does. It's a smaller room and up front is a huge glass screen with a steering wheel and pedals. There's a lever on the right hand side. What does the lever do, you say? 
The lever controls the plow. Okay, well, let's get to it. You jump in the driver's seat and slowly press forward on the pedal, putting the plow down. The plow easily pushes the snow to the side. I've never driven anything before. Wait a second, I don't have a license, you think. Spaceship, aren't the police going to come for me? Don't worry, says the spaceship. The police can't get anywhere today. Oh, that's a good point, you say. Okay, well, I'm still going to drive really carefully. I am just a kid, and I've pretty much never driven a car, let alone a giant plow tank thing. You plow the snow away on your road. You watch in front of you as it easily slides to the side. As you go past different homes, all of the neighbors cheer that you're freeing them from this snow. After a while, you plow both sides of the street. And it's taken quite a while. Well, spaceship, we helped my neighborhood, but what about everyone else? There's no way we can get out of this storm. I have an idea, says the spaceship. I can make drones with melting lasers. That's a really good idea, spaceship. Get to it. Creating now. One by one, the spaceship begins to print little drones. The drones fly out of the printers on their own and out the back door. Each one starts flying around the neighborhood and shining a huge red beam of light out, which quite quickly starts to evaporate the snow into the air. You transform the plow back into a spaceship and you fly up above the town or city where you live. As you look down, you see hundreds of little drones shining little lights. Everyone's cheering as they get freed from the huge snowstorm. Well, it's all in a day's work. But, oh no, it looks like it's going to snow again. You look up at the sky and you see a huge swirl of clouds, very dark gray. And you begin to see snow flying down out of them. This is never going to end. Let's go check out those clouds, you think. You've never seen clouds quite like this. They look very ominous and kind of scary. You use the spaceship to fly up into the clouds. As you pass through them, you can't see anything. It's completely dark. But eventually you make your way out the top of the clouds. And you're in the sunshine again. I have detected an anomaly, says the spaceship. W what's that? There are... Drones. Yeah, I know. You made drones to melt all the snow, you say to the spaceship. Not those drones. There are other drones. Look, up on the front screen appears a picture of a drone. It's basically a little flying robot, and out of the bottom of the drone 
it seems like a cloud is pouring out. What's going on? Show me some of the other drones. You look at each of the drones, and each one flying in the sky is letting out a huge plume of cloud. These things are what's creating the weather, you realize. I believe you are right, says Changer. Oh, Changer, don't worry. I'm sure we can take care of them. Okay, spaceship. Let's, uh... I guess we should destroy the drones. Let's go. Do you have a laser or something I can use? Yes, says the spaceship. Activating laser. A joystick pops out of the front console, and on the front screen appears a little sight. As you move the joystick, the sight moves. You use the joystick to one by one shoot down the drones in the sky that are creating the weather. The drones seem to realize what's going on. They start to form themselves together into a huge drone formation. Eventually, they create a huge figure in the sky with arms and legs and everything. Ah, I think you better transform into the giant robot, you say. Transforming now. The ship glows around you as usual and grows and grows and grows until you're surrounded by a huge robot with a shield in its left arm and a sword in its right. A helmet pops down from the ceiling. You put it on your head and close your eyes and as usual, the next time you open them, you are the giant robot. When you move your arms, the robot moves its arms. And when you move your legs, it moves its legs. You suddenly have a sense that allows you to fly. You just easily let yourself float left, right, up or down, whatever way you want to go. The huge drone person swings its fist at you. You put up your shield and block, but it knocks you back pretty badly. You take your sword and swing it right at the drone person. But, unfortunately, the drones just kind of split apart and allow the sword to pass right through. You try again, swinging through the drone person from left to right and right to left, but every time they just dodge out of the way, it's as if you're cutting through nothing. They hit you with their fists again, you block with your shield, but the other fist hits you and you fly backwards. What are we going to do? Try a laser! A laser pops out of your chest. You blast it at the other drone, but they just create a hole inside of them and allow the laser to go right through. Then they send a huge plume of drones towards you, smashing you again and again and again. What are we gonna do? There's nothing we can do against it. The drones start to fly all around you and you try to swat them, but you just can't do anything about it. They're getting you from too many angles. May I make a suggestion, says the spaceship. Yeah, suggest anything, quick. I suggest we fight fire with fire, or in this case, 
drones with drones. Oh, what do you... Oh, yeah, the drones we printed. Okay, call them up here. Program something where they can do the same thing and have each one attack a single drone. That is what I was thinking, says the spaceship. Sending drones now. The drones suddenly start to appear from all areas. One by one, your drones start blasting the other drones, taking them out one at a time. It's a huge battle that you see in front of you with exploding robots all over and raining down little parts and electronics as one destroys the other. By the end, no drones are left, except one of yours, which is pretty badly injured. It flies into the hand of the giant robot. You tuck it inside your chest. Well, I guess that's it. The snowstorm seems to be gone, and our drones took care of all the snow in this city. Transform back into your spaceship form, you say. You take the helmet off, and the spaceship glows around you and reforms into the spaceship. You get back in the control center and you fly over your city or town, looking down at it and seeing all the snow melted away from the roads and the driveways. Good job, drones, and good job, spaceship. I don't know what I'd do without you. No problem, says the spaceship. But that's been a long day. I think it's time to get to bed. Good idea. You fly back home and land in your front yard. You and Changer walk out the back, and the spaceship shrinks down to toy size and flies into your pocket. You open the door to your house and walk inside. You walk towards your bedroom. You step inside and you climb into the bed. It's nice and warm and comfy. You pull the covers up over yourself and your eyes start to become heavier and heavier. You allow yourself to let them close and you let your body relax and sink into the bed, starting with your arms and your legs and then your body and your head and your face, just letting yourself sink down into the mattress and allowing yourself to fall asleep. And if you're still not asleep, we're going to move on to episode 23, The Candy Planet. I hope you enjoy. You wake up once again, and spaceships flying over you. Good morning, says Spaceship. Spaceship? What are, what are you doing? Changer suddenly jumps up beside your head and licks you in the face as well. Good morning, everyone, you say. I want an adventure, says the spaceship. We have not gone to a new planet for a while. 
explains Spaceship. Uh, okay, okay. It is, uh, well, it's a school day. I can't go to a new planet. I will create a robot to replace you. But what about all the important learning I do at school? We can download it later. You can download learning into me? Yes, I will transfer memories from the robot to you. Okay, well, that seems like a solid plan to me, you say. Let's get going. You quickly run out the front door. Spaceship transforms into its full-size spaceship. You climb in the back and jump in the driver's seat of the command center. You pull back on the steering wheel, press forward on the throttle, and you blast up towards the sky. You quickly shoot through the clouds, and then you keep going, and things get darker and darker around you as you leave Earth's atmosphere and appear in space. You watch as the Earth gets smaller and smaller behind you. Where are we going to go, you ask the spaceship? I found a really cool planet. Up on the view screen appears a picture of a planet. Well, what's so cool about that? It looks kind of like a normal planet, but it's... Well, it's really bright colors. I guess that's kind of cool. It is a planet made of candy. A planet made of candy? Well, why would that exist? Why does anything exist? Asks the spaceship. I guess you have a point, spaceship. Okay, well, set a course for the candy planet. Super hyperdrive. Setting course. The spaceship points itself in the right direction, and suddenly all the stars and planets turn to streaks. All you can see are streaks of light pass by you as the ship flies way, way faster than the speed of light through some sort of magical or scientific super hyperdrive. Just watch as the stars pass by. And suddenly, they stop. Everything turns back to solid circles. You see the stars in the distance, but most importantly, you see a huge, brightly colored planet in front of you. It doesn't really look normal or real. Even from space, it's colored in the strangest colors. It looks like there's water or something, but it's brown colored? You need to take a better look. You jump back in the command seat and push forward on the throttle and gently steer yourself down towards the planet. The planet gets bigger and bigger as you get closer and soon you break through the atmosphere and you're flying high above the surface. You get low enough so you can see the landscape and it's even stranger from up close. You see trees that are well, they actually look more like lollipops than trees, with little branches and huge balls of what look like candy. There's chocolate bars sticking up out of the ground. 
There's rivers and streams full of melted chocolate and other ones full of what must be some sort of fruit punch or some other kind of fruit drink. What's that, you point? You see a rock that's getting eaten away by some sort of weird white substance. You stop the ship, scanning now. The ship scans the white substance. This is some sort of alien plaque. What? Plaque, explains the ship. Like the stuff that rots your teeth. It is eating the rock. Oh, it must be because of all the candy and sugar around here. It's creating plaque buildup on the rocks. That's kind of gross. Uh, I also kind of want to take a closer look, you say. Land in that field over there. You set the ship down in the field in front of you, and you press the button on your watch that causes the spacesuit to grow around you. You allow yourself to float up off the ground and out the back of the ship. Changer runs after you. He's transformed into a bigger dog that's faster. You watch as Changer runs from place to place, eating candy, and then he goes over towards the chocolate river. No, Changer, chocolate's bad for dogs, but, oh yeah, you're some sort of alien. I have no idea what you're allergic to. I guess go to town? Changer starts drinking the chocolate water really, really quickly. He transforms into a huge bear a bigger bear than you've ever seen, and he starts taking handful after handful of chocolate bars sticking up out of the ground, lollipops that look as big as trees. He looks incredibly happy, and then, in front of him, he sees a candy that's almost glowing. It looks so good that he starts to run up towards it, you fly after him using your spacesuit. Change your gets to the glowing candy. He grabs it in his hands and pulls it back towards his mouth and takes a huge bite. But his teeth don't close around it at all. He tries again, but it seems like it's hard as a rock. Then the ground starts to rumble around him and something starts to emerge from it, pushing Changer up with it. A huge, white, gross-looking monster with dripping saliva or something like that emerges from the ground. What is that thing, you ask? That seems to be a plaque monster. A what? A plaque monster. It is a compilation of gross bacteria that seems to have created an organism. Okay. Well, what are we going to do about it? I suggest we get out of here.
Good idea, you say. You try to fly away, but the plaque monster grabs your foot. Oh no, you start to kick it. Changer runs up and grows into a huge Tyrannosaurus Rex and starts biting at the plaque monster's leg. But nothing happens and he just spits out whatever he got in his mouth from biting it. It's disgusting. The plaque monster pulls you in towards its mouth. Spaceship, do something! Trying something, says the spaceship. It shoots a laser at the plaque monster, but the laser just flips right off. I am not sure what to do. Well, what kills plaque? Good oral hygiene, says the spaceship. Uh, oh, I know. Can you make some sort of giant toothbrush? Yes, says the spaceship. The spaceship transforms into a giant robot, but this time, instead of holding a giant sword, it's holding a gigantic toothbrush. The spaceship flies towards the plaque monster and starts brushing it as quickly as it can. The plaque monster drops you when it's not paying attention. You fly back towards the spaceship which is currently in the shape of a giant robot. An opening in its chest pops open and you fly inside. Changer follows in the form of a bird. When you both land, the opening closes again. The black monster's fighting back, hitting you back in the arm as you try to brush it. This isn't working fast enough. How about, can you create some sort of cannon that shoots Mouthwash? Antibacterial mouthwash? Creating cannon. You watch as the arm of the giant robot glows and a cannon appears on top of it. Give me control, you say to the spaceship. A helmet pops down out of the ceiling and you put it on. Again, you close your eyes and when you open them, you find yourself seeing through the eyes of the robot. You fly up into the air and point your arm with the cannon right at the plaque monster. Then you blast it. The blast hits the plaque monster and starts pushing it backwards. Slowly little bits of plaque start to fly off the plaque monster as you hit it with the cannon. It's working! We need one more, you say. You watch as your other arm starts to glow and transforms into another cannon. You point it at the plaque monster as well and fire. Soon the plaque monster is getting hit with mouthwash from both sides. It slowly deteriorates and starts to break apart until it's a puddle of plaque on the floor. Whew, you say, well that takes care of that. I'm definitely going to brush my teeth tonight. Good idea, says the spaceship. You should brush your teeth more often. Why do you say that? You have smelly breath, says the spaceship. Smelly breath? You're a robot. You don't even know if my breath smells. Changer, on the other hand, kind of gives you a look like he agrees. 
Oh, you too, you say. Let's get out of here before any other plaque monsters appear. You jump in the captain's seat at the control center, pull back on the steering wheel and press forward on the throttle. You quickly fly away from the candy planet, up into space. Once you're there, the spaceship goes into super hyperdrive again, heading back towards Earth. I don't think we should leave a portal on that planet. It's bound to just get eaten by something. Good point, says the spaceship. You watch as you pass by the streaking stars like little lines of white. Until after a while, you come to a sudden stop and you see Earth in front of you. The spaceship flies down towards Earth and it gets bigger and bigger as you get closer and closer. You pass down through the clouds and land again in your front yard. You and Changer get out of the spaceship and the spaceship shrinks into a toy size and flies into your pocket. When you get inside, you go to your room and you see Robot You. Hey there, how are you? I'm good, you say, holding your breath for the robot to turn into a pile of goop. Why didn't he turn into a pile of goop, you ask? I reprogrammed him. We need to download his memories into you first. Okay, how do we do that? Here, take this helmet. A hand reaches out of your toy spaceship, grabs a helmet from behind the robot version of you, and puts it onto your head. Are you ready? I guess you say? Suddenly, your head is flooded with memories from the day at school. Hanging out with friends, meeting people, learning from the teacher. Oh, wow, you say. You now remember everything you were supposed to learn at school this day, but weren't actually there for. Then the robot you starts to zap and zip and melts into a pile of goo again. Spaceship, take care of that for me, will you? Yes, says the spaceship, who quickly cleans up the goo. You are now feeling even more tired than you were before, after absorbing two days' worth of memories into your head. You crawl into bed, your eyes shut almost immediately. You feel like you weigh more than normal, sinking down into the mattress. You pull the covers up over top of yourself. You get warm and cozy, and you allow yourself to drift off to sleep. Good night, everyone. And if you're still not asleep, we're going to move on to episode 24, The Dinosaurs at the Center of the Earth. This time, when you wake up in the morning, you shoot straight up in bed. Spaceship, you say. I just remembered something. What is that? Says Spaceship, flying over towards you. Remember when we went to the center of the Earth? Yes, answers Spaceship. Well, do you remember how they said there were dinosaurs at the center of the Earth? 
Yes, my memory is perfect. This is no time to brag, spaceship. Do you remember? Yes. Well, I want to go see them, you say. That sounds adventurous. I am in, says the spaceship. Changer jumps up and down very excitedly and jumps up into your arms. Let's go. You run out the front door. Spaceship transform. The spaceship slowly grows into a much larger version of the spaceship right in front of you. You and Changer climb in the back of the spaceship and you sit in the control center. Shrink down to portal size, you say. The spaceship shrinks down with you inside it to the perfect size to fit through a portal. You press a button on the center console and the garage doors to your shed open. Inside, the portal turns on. It's a bright blue colored portal that almost looks like flowing water. You fly straight through the portal and end up on the other side at the center of the earth. You fly the ship over towards the village at the center of the earth. There, you see the golem you met last time you were there. You land the ship in front of him and you and Changer get out. Hey, golem, you say. What is it? Says the golem. Um, you know how you said there were dinosaurs here? Yes, says the golem. Well, I want to go see them. Good for you, says the golem. Well, I'm wondering how do I actually go find them? Like, where are the dinosaurs? Oh, says the golem. Go that way. It's a long journey, though. Most people don't make it. What do you mean most people don't make it, you ask? I mean, most people don't make it. What more is there to say? Says the golem, getting kind of annoyed with you. Okay, okay. Calm down. I'll go that way. Oh, and one more thing, says the golem. What's that, golem? You can't take the spaceship. This is a journey you have to prove you can do by yourself. Why do I have to do it by myself, you ask? It would be so much easier in the spaceship. That's exactly why dinosaurs don't like to be seen. So they make it hard to see them. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Okay, well... Can he come in my pocket? That should be fine, says the golem. You, along with Spaceship and Changer, walk in the direction that the golem pointed to. You walk for a long time through a forest where all the trees light up, blue and pink and purple and yellow. Everything is just glowing around you. You see things that look like butterflies and other little bugs flying here and there and everywhere. Before long, you come to a big sign with a huge bridge across a gigantic cavern. You read the sign and it says, 
across if you dare. You look across and see a very wobbly, very broken looking rope bridge. There's really only a few boards across it and the rope looks like it could break at any minute. I don't like the looks of that, you say. Changer transforms into a monkey and jumps up on the rope bridge. He waves to you to come with him. He easily walks on the rope all the way across to the other side and does a backflip off. Show off, you say. You get on the rope bridge, holding on tightly with both of your hands, and then you slowly put your feet on. Bit by bit, you sneak across the rope bridge. It creaks and blows in the wind, and you start to feel pretty scared. I don't know if I can do this spaceship. Don't worry, says the spaceship. If you fall, I will catch you. But then I won't be able to see the dinosaurs. The golem said I had to do this alone. I know, says the spaceship, but I want you to be safe, explains the spaceship. Okay, well, thanks, spaceship. I like that you always have my back. When you're almost to the other side, you hear a huge crack. The rope breaks and with you on it, swings down towards the other side. You hit the wall, holding on to the rope. Oh no, you have to climb up the rope. You put your feet against the walls, hold on to the rope as tightly as you can, and start to walk up, putting one hand over top of the other, until you eventually get up to the top, where Changer reaches down and gives you a hand, pulling you right up beside him. You notice that he's transformed into a giant bear again to help you. And once you're up safely, he transforms back into his puppy form. Ruff, ruff, says Changer. It is very strange having a changeling as a dog. Okay, let's keep going. You follow a path that eventually comes to something that looks like a mountain with a very thin and narrow path down it. You carefully make your way down the mountain and as you get towards the bottom, you see lava. You keep going step by step very carefully down to the bottom of the mountain. When you get there, you see that there's a huge space between this side of the path and the other and this time there's no bridge. There seem to be just little stones sticking up out of the lava. The only thing you can think to do is jump from one to the other. They're not particularly far away, but if you fall, you don't want to think about what will happen. Feeling the heat against your body, you decide that it's now or never. You jump across to one of the stones and land. Then you easily do it again and again and again, jumping across the lava until you get to the other side. Once you're safely across, 
you walk forward some more until you come to what looks like a cliff or some sort of rounded cliff anyways. As you walk towards the edge, you feel something strange, like something's pushing against you in a different direction. Spaceship, what's this? I believe you have come to a place where gravity shifts, explains Spaceship. What do you mean gravity shifts? I mean, at some point, gravity must go the other way. So you're saying that I'm like passing the part of the center of the earth where gravity's opposite? Yes, this cliff seems to be a turning point. I believe if you are brave enough, you should be able to walk straight down it. Okay, will you still catch me if I fall, you ask? Of course, says Spaceship. You slowly approach the side of the cliff, inch by inch, bit by bit, centimeter by centimeter. You approach the cliff, and as you get towards the edge, it's like something's holding you up. You keep walking forward until you're facing straight down the cliff, although it now feels like the cliff is below you. You keep walking until you come to a point where there's another cliff, and as you walk towards it, you just kind of go up and over to the other side. You realize you've flipped completely around to the other side of the earth. You see a trail in front of you and you follow it up. Again, there's huge glowing trees on either side. And when you get to the top of the cliff, you emerge in a huge open area, just like the other side of the world. But this time, you see dinosaurs flying. And you see long necks running. And three horns stampeding. And all around them, you also see what look like humans. But like human dinosaurs. Hello, you hear one of them say. Welcome to the dinosaur area. It's been a long time since we've had a human. What? Who's, who's saying that? Then, in front of you, somebody just appears out of nowhere. And by somebody, I mean a sort of lizard or dinosaur person, somebody. I am the greeter of the dinosaur people. You have passed the trials without any help. You are now welcome in the dinosaur land. So, welcome. Uh, thanks? What are you, you ask? I am what you may know as a pachycephalosaur, or a hardhead. 
he knocks on his head three times just to show you. He looks more like a human hybrid dinosaur combination though. Over the years, millions and millions of years, some of us dinosaurs evolved to be more like you humans. Well, or you evolved to be more like us. We actually evolved first, to be to be quite honest with you. Uh, okay, you say? Well, that's really neat. How did you appear out of nowhere? That is an invention I've been working on. He holds up a little device. When you press this button, all of the light bends around you, hiding you. I thought it would be fun to startle the first person who came. Uh, okay, you say. I, I guess that was pretty fun. Do you want to meet my son? He says. You have a son? Sure, I guess. Alright, whatever. Suddenly, out of nowhere appears another pachycephalosaur human hybrid dinosaur thing, but this time much shorter. Hi, my name's Fred. Your name's Fred? You're a pachycephalosaur hybrid dinosaur human person named Fred? Close enough, says Fred. Uh, well, nice to meet you, Fred. You shake hands with the little dinosaur person. Come on, they say. Let me show you around, says Fred. Yes, come with us. I will give you a place to sleep for the night, and tomorrow you can meet the other dinosaurs. Okay, it has been a long journey. I guess we should go have a little nap or something. Spaceship, did you remember to put one of those robots in my place before we left so my parents wouldn't know I was gone? Of course, says the spaceship. Egads, says the dinosaur person. What is that thing? Oh, this, you say? This is just my friend, the spaceship. Nice to meet you, says the spaceship. That is astonishing. You will have to let me study this more later, says the dinosaur man. Uh, maybe. Let's just, let's just go to sleep now. Right, well, we dinosaurs have created some of the most comfortable beds in the world. Come this way. You follow the dinosaur until you get to a forest. Hanging in the forest are hammocks. This is where you will sleep tonight says the dinosaur man, pointing to one of the hammocks. You crawl inside one of the hammocks and Changer jumps up onto your lap. You pull the blanket up over yourself and you think, yeah, these are really comfortable hammocks. You close your eyes and allow yourself to gently wave in the wind. You allow yourself to sink down into the hammock and you slowly allow yourself to fall asleep. Good night, everyone. <laughs>